0: Service teams are taking care of their own and and that really blesses men. Uh, if people needing food or they need something they 're getting it through these avenues and um, if you 're not on a team, we ought to pray about getting on a team <laughs> but besides that, if you 're not on a team and you need help with some food or something well let let us know let the uh, Uh, Folks at the information area know. And if you are on a team and you need help with some food, uh, let the people on the team know. And um, uh, these teams take care of their own. Anybody on a team, can you testify that you've been? Look at that, you've been helped and blessed. That's the way it's supposed to work. Uh, Thank God. Uh, Would you turn, please, to the book of Proverbs? We've been on a subject for some weeks now that we're calling the spirit of man. The spirit of man is that important during these times. Oh boy, it uh, doesn't get much more important. Proverbs twenty twenty seven, our main text, had said the spirit of man. Is the candle of the Lord. Most of your translations would say lamp. Instead of candle. Lamp. The spirit of man. Is the Lord's lamp. It's what he uses. To enlighten us. Searching all the inward parts. Everybody say inward parts. Inward parts. Of the belly. You'll find in the King James in the Psalms and other places, one time in the New Testament, the word reigns, R-E-I-N-S, that the Lord searches the rains. And you might think, what, What's that talking about? It's talking about your insides. I know that may not, your mind may not immediately click to that, but study it for yourself, see what I'm talking about. In inward parts. Inward parts. And the spirit of man is the, the part of our being that the Lord uses as his lamp and involves a search of our insides. Yeah. Why would that be significant? Why should we care about that? Well, in the New Testament, in Romans, the eighth chapter, uh, it talks about this. Romans 8, 14. It says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Are you a, a child of God? A son of God? Now don't, you know, uh, try to be too politically correct here and go, well, what about the daughters? Uh, there are male sons and there are female sons. After the flesh... But in Christ, there's neither male nor female. Hmm. So you're wasting your time to get on a gender thing. (laughs) Uh, According to the scriptures, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Are you born again? Are you a child of God? Are you a son of God? How should you and I Be directed, guided, led. By what means? By the Spirit of God. This is so big. I can't express how big this is. Why do you say that, Brother Keith? Because most of the church is not led by the Spirit of God. No, they are not. Most of the church... Don't even know they're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. Most of the church doesn't even know they are a spirit. Much less that you should be paying attention to your own spirit. It's something that the the church is very weak in, very ignorant of. I don't claim to know all about it, but thank God for what we have learned. It's life changing. And one of the big Places we learned it was through Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry. and He got it straight from the head of the church. <laughs> he didn't know it either. Had never heard it taught either. His book, um, How to Be Led by the Spirit. What is a white book with a dove on the front? Man, if you don't have that book, get that book. <laughs> you think I should? I know you should. Get the book. We don't have it, but go to their ministry and get it. Kenneth Hagin Ministries how to be led by the Spirit. And he he goes into what the Lord taught him personally about the inward witness and how that is the primary way that God leads all of his children. If you're not, if you said you know, many people are not led by the Spirit, what are they led by? Well, the Scripture says, Proverbs 3, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not, to your own understanding. And that's where you see the difference. Most are led by what they see, by what they hear, by what they feel. Uh, Many are led by needs or opportunities. They're led by reasonings. They're led by statistics. They're led by price. They're led by pressure. If you're led by any of that, you're not being led by the Spirit of God. And all of us need to learn and develop and practice being led by the Spirit as opposed to all these other things. Because there's all kind of stuff, including other people, that will try to lead you. Hmm? And your feelings will try to lead you. And fears and pressures will try to lead you. But said out loud, I refuse, I refuse to be led by fear led by and pressure. pressure. I'm, led I'm led every day, every, day, every, night. every night. I am led, I am led by, the of God. by the Spirit of God. Is that true? Is that true? How do you do that? How are you led by the Spirit of God? Well, first of all, you'd have to identify your own spirit and you'd have to uh, find him. Where is he? Well, he's inside you, same place. That's why verse 15, keep reading, verse 15 says, we've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear and you see a big contrast drawn between the Holy Spirit and and others, the spirit of the world. There is no fear in God. There's no fear in his spirit. His spirit is not a spirit of fear. And that covers so much ground because whether it's dread, whether it's pressure of all kinds, all the way to full-blown panic, that's all fear. And if that's trying to push you and lead you, you know it's not God. Because he's not the spirit of fear. But you've received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the spirit that makes you feel like you belong, the spirit that makes you feel like family, (laughs) the comfortable spirit, the familiar spirit. Hmm? You're familiar with him. And the spirit that uh, ministers peace to you. The Bible said, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Let it act as umpire. Let it decide all these questions with finality. Amen. When I got to make a decision, where do I look? Hmm? Google search? <laughs> now you laughing, but huh? where do I look? Ask all my friends? Huh? Take a vote? Huh? see what's available see what the cheapest one is go that must be god i'm saving a hundred (laughs) bucks no that don't mean it's god (laughs) time you have to repair it three times it ain't the cheapest one anymore (laughs) you'd have been better better paying a full price on a different one there's only one way to get it right Only, I don't care how much research you do, I don't care how intelligent you are, how careful you are, and and how logical you are, and rational in your approach, you can never know enough to make the perfect decision. You cannot. Why? For one thing, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And all your research can be out the window tomorrow. Things can change so radically that all the prep you did now is irrelevant. Hmm? And even I'm not saying you don't think you do, you use your mind, you, you, you think you, you find out some things. But all the while you're doing that, I'm not going to use my understanding to make my decision. I use my mind and understanding to find out some things. But when it comes time to pull the trigger. Anybody know what I mean by that? When it comes time to act, when it comes time to to make the decision and do it, I'm not going by anything out here. I'm going by in here. I'm going by my heart. That's not based on reason or rationalization or numbers or statistics or anything else. It is the witness of the Spirit. And if I do that, then I'm going to be following the Holy Spirit. Who lives in me I'm I'm being led by the spirit In verse 16 says this The spirit itself And I don't like that translation uh, uh, Most of your other translations say himself Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit As he, he, him, him The spirit himself Bears witness with what part of our being Not our head Not our mind Not our understanding Not our feelings But with our spirit that we are the children of God this is how God communicates with with us it's how he leads us and you know there are people that think well I I have asked God to talk to me 10,000 times and I don't know why he won't talk to me And, and they're looking for an audible voice they're trying to feel something out here they don't know how God communicates he is spirit You are spirit. You're not just flesh, uh, mind, body. You're spirit. And when you learn how to quit looking for feelings and quit looking in your head and and pay attention to your spirit, then all at once you'll go, oh, (laughs) the Lord's been trying to talk to me all the time. There he is. There he is. Not a feeling. Not a physical sensation. But he's always there, the witness of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And well, I don't know if you if you're new with us or not, but you have landed upon a good group. Because the Faith Life family are some of the most spiritually aware. And spirit led people on the planet. It's happening we're growing we're becoming more aware and we're learning how to perceive and yield and follow the holy spirit hallelujah and every time you follow him you get it right you ever got tired of getting it right not me i sure have been tired of getting it wrong <laughs> but every every time you got it wrong It's when you didn't listen to him. When you didn't follow him. But every time you follow the witness, you find out it was right. And then the further you go, you find out how right it was. Why? Because God is smart. He is so smart. And he knows the end from the beginning. So when he says do this and go this way, wait, no, don't do that. And we're not looking for voices but that witness, that knowing. We start to do it and we get a check. Why have I got a check about it? You know all you need to know. Huh? Don't do it. Wait. Hmm? And even though it doesn't make sense we keep having this prompting do this, do this. Hmm? Why? You know all you need to know to walk by faith. And when you step out you'll find out the rest. It's progressive. This light is progressive. Go with me, please, to the, uh, um, let's see, the best way to, to say this. Um, we're there in Proverbs, and look in um, the, tw- we're, you're the 27th chapter, aren't you? L- look in the, well, no, you're in Romans now. Uh, Proverbs 20, go back there, please. Proverbs 20 and verse 5. Or they'll put it on the screen for us. It says counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. But a man of understanding will do what? Will do what? Wait for it to fall on him. (laughs) No? Uh Uh-uh. We'll do what? Do we have any responsibility in getting this counsel, getting this wisdom of God? It's not just all up to God. He he is in us. He has it available for us. But we have to look for it. We have to seek it. We must search for it. That's how you draw it out. Now, we, we got into this last week, I believe, in Romans 8. And he said, uh, put up, if you would, Romans 8, and what is it, verse 5, Romans 8, 5. Uh, for they that are, well, back up to verse 4, excuse me. Those walking not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do what? Mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, they mind, if you will, the things of the spirit. Verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. There is an inward man. Peter talks about it. Ephesians talks about it, different places, inward man, the inner man, and there is an outward man. Uh, The Bible talks about uh, keeping our spirit and soul and body preserved blameless until his coming. We're to love God with all of our being, all our spirit and our soul and our mind and our strength. These uh, these verses begin to reveal our makeup, what we're made of. And those that believe and teach evolution that man is simply an, a highly developed animal are completely ignorant of what we're talking about right now. They, they don't acknowledge, they're not aware of the spiritual aspect of man. And that's the biggest part of us. Our body... Does have a lot in common with the body of animals. We're made out of the same material, and a lot of the, you know, the systems work the same in a similar way. And you can see why people might think, well, they just you're just developed out of one of them. But you're not taking into consideration what's inside the body. (laughs) And there's a big difference between what's inside your body. And what's inside the body of a cow? <laughs> There's a big difference. And you are a spirit made in God's own likeness and image, and you can exist and function without this body. This body is, is just your house. And one of these days, Lord Teres is coming... You'll breathe your last and you'll slip out of this body like a hand comes out of a glove or like a foot comes out of a boot. And you'll be you just outside your house, your physical house. And so you are a a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. We need to be more aware of the inner man uh, my father in the faith, Brother Hagin, used to say this often. He said, we need to become more God-inside-minded. God, inside minded. God say that out loud. God-inside-minded. God. God. Minded. Minded. Well, what's this talking about? It's talking about being carnally-minded. You can say flesh-minded versus what? Spirit-minded. Spirit minded. And let me say it like this. Outer-man-minded. Versus inner man minded. And the the amazing thing about our mind. Is it is in a position in between. The outer man and the inner man. And with my mind. I can look either direction. I can look inside. Or I can look outside with my mind i can focus on the inner man and be aware of what's going on in the inner man or with my mind i can focus on the outer man and most people only focus out right walking by flesh but and by sight but this passage says there's death in that it's depressing Only focusing out here because this whole physical realm is full of a curse and it's full of death and it's full of pain and destruction. This out here is dark, we it's all we've ever known. We were born into this, but it's cursed and it's twisted and it's dark. Thank God. Soon and very soon, the Lord's going to fix it all. Actually, this heaven and earth apparently can't be fixed. It's going to pass away. And there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And there's not going to be any curse in it. Oh, hallelujah. We've never been in a place where there was no curse. We've never been in a place where nothing dies. No more pain. No more sorrow. Oh, praise God. You looking forward to it? You can make it a few more days down here until you get to there. I think it's one of the reasons he doesn't tell us a whole lot about what's coming later because it would really make you unhappy with this. (laughs) And God didn't make this like this. Man did this. We did this well I didn't do it it was at Adam and Eve <laughs> yeah you did because you have sinned too yeah. and come short of the glory of God and that's what they did right. so you can't say if I'd have been there we'd still be in the garden <laughs> you've proven what you would have done every one of us would have done the same thing we've proven it yes. Yes, sir. only one exception to that oh. Jesus Jesus proved. If he'd have been there, (laughs) we'd still be in the (laughs) garden. Oh, but thank God for his mercy and kindness. This is not the end of our existence. Past this, it gets way, way better. But what we need to do now is train ourselves not to just live outward, but to look inside look inside focus the mind inward and look for what we need in god counsel in the heart of man is like deep water it's in there i said this uh, a couple weeks ago but it'll bear repetition there was a time some years ago i was really needing some answers in the ministry and i just wasn't i wasn't getting it And uh, one day I I came in and and was by myself in a room and just got to praying about some things. And and I kept thinking about this area. And I thought, well, Lord, I I still don't know what to do. I don't know what to do on that. And and, uh, uh, I saw myself. And, and of course, I'm looking in. And when you look in, you see things you don't see out. (laughs) And it was like I was standing over a uh, file cabinet. And I was going through the file folders. And I was looking for something. And I'd start at the front and I'd go all the way to the back. And I'd start at the back and I'd come all the way to the front. And then I would do it again. And then I would do it again. And then I got the file folders out. And I sat down on the floor and I went through all of them. And I came back through. And I I did this over and over and over and over. And uh, the Lord said to me, he said, if you've looked for something in the same place a hundred times, a thousand times, and you can't find it, what might you conclude? <laughs> what, what might you conclude? That it's not there. Huh? <laughs> that it's not there. And he said, you keep going through your head. That's where I was looking in the files of my memory, in the files of my knowledge, in the files of my understanding. And I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. So what would I do? I'd look again, <laughs> go through them again. And the, finally the Lord said to me, I, I sat up and I saw that. He said, uh, On this now, you know, he he says to you what you need to hear at the time. Don't try to take this and make a doctrine out of it by itself. He said, don't think, pray. Now, he's not saying don't don't ever think because the Bible tells you to think. But I have thought about this too much. Come on, can you see that? Don't just think about this, pray. Well, how are you going to pray about something you don't know? Oh, there's a way. I said, there's a way. How how are you going to pray about something you don't know about? There's a wonderful, wonderful way called praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues. And it is a spiritual activity that will help you to become more aware of the inward man and the Spirit of God who dwells in you. And what he's saying The answer you're looking for is not up there in your head. So quit doing that. And start praying by faith in the Spirit and looking for it in here. Not up here. In here. Somebody say that out loud. In here. here. Not up here. here. In here. here. Let me just help you out. There's a whole lot in your life that is not up here. (laughs) It's just not there. (laughs) <laughs> you, can, you can search from now on and you won't find it up here. Why? Because it's not there. Oh, come on, help me, child of God. Uh, help me, family. Do you, do you agree with this or not? Why would the Lord say, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean. Don't lean on. Don't depend on. Don't rely on your own understand it. Why? Because so much of what you need is not there. You cannot find it there. You can't even find it on Google. It's not there. Imagine that. (laughs) There's a lot on there but you'll find out what you need, the counsel of God and the wisdom of God for your marriage, for your child, for your job, for your body. It will not just pop up on Google. <laughs> Why? Because everything that's on there came out of somebody else's head. And there's a whole lot that's not there in their head. <laughs> Look with me, please, in, in understanding this. This is so so important. The Bible said in um, wh- where are you holding your place right now so I don't Proverbs yeah Proverbs 20 well just put up on the screen for me Romans 3 you you go to the book of uh, Psalms actually Psalm 77 and I'll share some other things with you on the way you're going to Psalm 77 but uh, well since you're going to Psalms just stop by In Psalm 10, you do know all of it's good, right? I mean, it'd be hard to stop in a bad place. Psalm 10 and verse 4, this will work. Some of this I've never taught just like this before, so I'm believing the Lord to guide us and help us. It says the wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will what? Not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. What What's the problem? He won't seek God. After God is in, in you know, uh, parenthesis there. So it basically just he won't seek God. And Romans 3 talks about this. Don't turn there. But Romans 3, uh, 11 quoting the psalmist, said, There's none that understands, there's none that seeketh after God. Not seeking after God. Anybody remember Hebrews 11.6? Hebrews 11.6, without faith, it's impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of who? 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 Now an interesting thing here in the King James adds the word diligently. If you look it up, it's not really there. It just says those that seek him. And the reason I say it is because the enemy will try to jump in there and go, Well, you ain't doing it diligently enough. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh uh. Now, certainly, you need to be serious about it, but this is an added word. He's a rewarder of them that what? Seek him. And with the ungodly, what's one of their biggest problems? They won't seek him. They won't seek him. Why won't they seek him? Well, notice this verse, you might without faith you can't please God. Number one, you've got to believe He exists. You won't seek a God you don't believe exists. Hmm? And you must believe something beyond that God is real and that He's all-knowing and all-powerful and all-wise. You've got to go beyond that and believe that He is the kind of God that if you genuinely seek Him, He will respond. He will respond and give you something good. A reward is something good. Hmm? If you genuinely seek God, you are not going to come up empty. No, you're not. No, you're not. The Lord said, when you seek me with your heart and all your heart, you will find me. Didn't he say, you'll find me? If you you You're serious about seeking him? You will find him. He'll see to it. He's not trying to hide from you. Keep you from finding him. He wants you to know what he wants you to know. He wants you to have his direction and his wisdom. Most of the world won't even look for it. Either they don't believe God is there or they don't believe they can find it. But if you are fully persuaded, that he's there. He knows. He cares. And if you are fully persuaded of this second part, if I reach out to him and I draw near to him, he will, without exception, without fail, respond and draw near to me. If I seek him, I will find him. Hmm? What did Jesus say in what Matthew 7, 7 or so? Ask. Hmm? It'll be given. Seek. You shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. Verse 8, for everyone. Can you believe the words of Jesus? For everyone that asks, receives. You ask, and you mean business, and you ask in faith, you will receive. And everyone. That seeks. Hmm? If you're serious about it, you'll find. Well, what, what am I seeking for? Well, whatever you're seeking for, in him you will find it. And to him that knocks, it'll be open to you. But many Christians don't realize they have this responsibility. They're just waiting for it to fall on them. You got to look for it, huh? I said you got to look for it. I said you got to look for it. Amen. Amen. Brother Dave, stand up if you would, and look over there. Just completely face that direction, and don't turn till I ask you to. And and if if Dave said, uh, Brother Keith, I need an answer, yeah. <laughs> huh? Brother Keith, I. I really need an answer. And I said, I got your answer. Yeah. I got I got your answer over here. Uh, look, let me show it to you. And, and Dave said, I can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot see it. <laughs> brother Keith, I really need that answer. I mean, time is clicking here. I said, I got it for you, brother. Yeah. Here it is. He said, I can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot see it. Right. Are you looking hard, Dave? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see it? I got it right here. Huh? You can't see it? I am right here, brother. I'm right here. (laughs) Now, I know you're laughing, but this is happening every day. This is happening every day. Why? Looking in the wrong direction, refusing to look inward, and refusing to seek for it inside. Hmm? now this portrays Dave's mind and he's got it focused over there can he see me with his mind focused over there no No matter how hard he tries no matter how much I want to give him something I can't he can't even see me Hmm? (laughs) but if he chose to go ahead and turn around can you see me now I mean the light comes on. Is that right? Now we're laughing, but can you do this with your mind? You can do this with your mind, but you've got to take it off of the bad report, of the pain, of the symptoms, of the feelings, and you've got to focus in here. Quit looking at that. Quit thinking about that, and you've got to look for what you need. Seek for it. Search for it. Not just wait for it to fall on you. You've got to look for it. I mean, I I practice this on a regular basis in the ministry. I mean, um, what am I going to speak to you today? Hmm? What should I say? What should we talk about? What should we get into? mrs says, well, you, you're on this series of the Spirit of Man. Yeah, but... That had to start somewhere, right? right? Yeah. How, how do we find it? Go ahead, Brother Dave. You, you see me now, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how did we know to go this direction? How do you know? Well, every time I'm, I'm going to minister tomorrow morning down in the, the conference there in Fort Worth, what do I say? What do we do? Well, there's a, somebody says with well, the word, it's a big book, <laughs> right? <laughs> there's a lot, a lot in there. Right. What part do you talk about? Right. What do you say and, and, and focus on? Okay. Well, you have not because you ask not. Yeah. Yeah. So I ask. Yes, I say, uh, like I did yesterday and the day before. I said, Lord, uh, uh, no matter how many times it's happened. I always ask again, I say, Lord, I ask you for the anointing, for the revelation, for the direction, what we should minister to the people tomorrow morning, now it's today. Uh, What should, uh, you know what we need. You know what the people need to hear and see. I ask you for it. I ask you for the revelation, the understanding. I ask you for the direction. I ask you for the utterance. I ask you for it. But I must ask in faith. Nothing wavering. Is that right? Which means what? Now that I've asked, I'm expecting. I don't just keep asking 500 times. Why? I don't have to talk God into this. It's his church. It's his people. It's his word. Right? Right? And he's not trying to figure out what would be good for Sunday morning. He already knows. He always knows. He's, he's just so far ahead of everything and everybody. But I need to find it. I said, I need to find it so you can find it, so we can find it. And how will I find it? I asked for it. I believe it's granted to me, forever. I ever know. I believe I I receive it. I'm expecting it. So what? Because I'm so persuaded of that, I start looking for it. I said I start looking for it. I'm searching in my spirit. I'm looking. And to develop spiritually, you must develop powers uh, of focus and concentration and You know when I'm getting ready to minister Even though other things may be going on I set them aside I can't be thinking about that I got to be focused on this How am I going to find What I need to minister to you If I'm not looking for it Huh I don't just lay on the sofa and drink iced tea (laughs) And wait for it to fall on me Without my participation I look for it Now Don't look for the spectacular. He's already in you. Things can come from his spirit up to your mind just as naturally as a thought comes. But it's not coming from out here. And it's not something you uh, generated. It's coming from inside. But I'm checking in my heart. And I'll get a thought. So then I'll maybe look at some verses along that thought. And then I see something else. And it gets stronger in me. And I get a stronger witness about So I keep looking in that direction. And I narrow it down from here to here to here. Come on, can you see that? But I keep looking for it. I'm looking for it. I'm laser beam focused (laughs) on that. And the closer I get to it, I have that witness. If I get off track a little bit, I begin to think, I'm wasting my time over here. Back over (laughs) here. Huh? Can you see that? But I have to apply myself. Yeah. I have to exercise my heart. I have to seek with my spirit. So whatever answer it is that you need, you need to make a decision your, on your job. You need to make a decision on your, uh, in your business, in your finances, in your family. What do you do? Help me out, church. What do you do? Ask for it. Right, And ask in faith Don't just keep begging for it another thousand times Ask in faith Knowing he, he's your good father Knowing he wants you to know Knowing he already knows Believe it's granted to you And then what? Start looking for it Not out here In here Start looking for it Seeking for it Focused on it hmm? And what's, gonna, what's the outcome of this going to be? I'm going to find it. He said, seek and you'll find. Right? What does that mean? I'll know what to do. That counsel of God is in there. We're going to draw it out. Can you see this? Uh, Look with me in uh, uh, Psalms 77.6. 77, six. he said, I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with my own heart and my spirit made diligent search. The Amplified says, I call to remembrance my song in the night. With my heart, I meditate and my spirit searches diligently. Said out loud, my spirit searches. spirit searches. Is that laying on your bed in the quiet of the night and you're looking for something? Yeah. I said you're looking for something. Yeah. But you're not looking out here. Right. And you're not looking in your head. Right. You're looking in your heart. Amen. Your heart and your spirit. I'm communing uh, with my own heart. How can you commune with your own heart? Well, you've got a mind. And you got a spirit. And this is part of the inner man. And you can focus it outwardly or you can focus it inwardly. Um, Don't turn there, but just let me give you another couple of verses that that verify this, confirm this. Nehemiah 5, 7, when Nehemiah was in a serious situation and had to make a decision, verse 7, he said, Then I what? Consulted. Consulted with who? <laughs> with who? With myself. I consulted with myself. And then he knew what to do. Uh like like a psalmist said, I commune with my own heart, and my spirit made diligent search. Isaiah twenty-six nine Isaiah twenty-six nine says, With my soul have I desired you in the night, and yea, with my spirit within me. Will I seek you early? How many think we ought to seek him for his answer first, early, instead of late? A lot of times people pray and and don't seek God at all, but even if they do pray and then seek him, they're doing it late. I've I've heard people say, well, I I guess all we can do now is pray. Has it come to that? (laughs) What do you mean? In other words, we've tried everything else, right? Now we'll try this, and that's usually why there's no good outcome, because they don't ask in faith, they don't get in faith, and then they don't seek for anything even after the prayer. So nothing comes out. What if you don't ask? What if you don't seek? And you're just waiting on God to, and just assuming well, whatever happens must be God. You assume wrongly. And there will be all kind of stuff happening in your life that's not God. And you'll be making wrong decisions and going wrong directions. You have to choose to focus and seek Him. 1 Chronicles 28.9. 1 Chronicles 28.9, the middle part of it says, For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the imaginations of the thoughts. If you seek Him, He will be found of you. In other words, I went on to say if you forsake him, that won't be good. But if you seek him, we're going to focus on that part because we're going to seek him. If you seek somebody say, if I seek him, I will find him. He will be found by me. But do I have to seek him? I've got to look for it. I've got to search for it. I've got to focus on it. And sometimes you look for something for days or months. I don't mean every waking hour and every breath, but I'm looking for some things right now concerning spirit, soul, and body that I've been looking for for 30 years. Hmm? I've already found a couple of them last week. But I know there's a lot more there. Hmm? And, and, and if I'm going to share it with you, I've got to find it. Huh? I can't share it with you till I find it. And you might say, yeah, but you're, you're a preacher, Brother Keith. You're supposed to be spiritual. You're supposed to be spiritual too. <laughs> this is not just a preacher thing. <laughs> it's not okay to be a believer. Never pray. Never use your faith. Never seek God. That's why folks' life is such a mess. Right. No, just because you're not a preacher doesn't mean you're supposed to be carnal, right. only aware of the flesh, flesh led, lazy, won't pray. Right. Right. You're supposed to be spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. Help your neighbor. Look at him. So you're supposed to be spiritual. <laughs> supposed to be spiritual. <laughs> Oh, praise God. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. The wicked, he said, they won't seek after God. They won't do it. And even a lot of uh, Christians, they won't seek after God. They either don't know they should or they don't believe it'd do any good. Hmm? They're not convinced, I'll find what I need. Put your hands on your, your middle part here. The Bible said out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. It's what he uses to enlighten us. And he's not just talking about your, your stomach, your intestines. He's talking about something else in there. The spiritual. Oh, hallelujah. The spiritual part of your being. That's the part that he leads us by. That's the part I should look to and seek. Said out loud, I am, spirit, I am a spirit. And the Spirit of God, spirit of God lives, in lives in me. I don't just look outside, look outside for what I, what I need. I look inside. I look inside. And my heart, in my heart and my soul, my soul. and my spirit, my spirit. searches. For him, his wisdom, his guidance, and I find it. I find it, and I walk in the light thereof. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Let me read this to you. Uh, Go with me over to 1 Corinthians 14 and I'll read some other scriptures to you while you're going over there. 1 Corinthians 14 is where you're headed. But on the screen put up Ecclesiastes 7.25. Ecclesiastes 7.25 says, I applied my heart to know and to search and to seek out wisdom. How did Solomon get all this wisdom? He asked for it. Y'all remember that? In the prayer, he asked for it. And God was pleased with his prayer. And God gave it to him. And so then he knew it. No. Is everybody awake? He asked for it. God gave it to him. And then he knew it all. No. What do he have to do? Even after God gave it to him. He had to apply his heart to look for it. To search for it. To seek for it. So all those uh, proverbs he got and all those Songs he wrote and all those things that he got, they didn't just fall on him. While he was riding in his chariot, huh? Now maybe some things did come to him in the chariot, but because he was looking for him, he was searching for him. In the nighttime, he was looking for him. In the morning, he was looking for him. In every area of his life, and he was finding and finding and seeking and finding and searching and finding your answer is inside you because he is inside you but you must look for it Hmm? Dave couldn't see me and I was right there why couldn't he see me he was looking hard Why couldn't he see me? He was looking that way instead of this way. And in your life you can look out only instead of in. And if if all you do is look out, all you will be aware of is what's happening out here, what you feel, what you see, what you need, hmm? and there's death in it. But if you look inside, the answers you need are already there. Wow. Hallelujah. Because yes, he is already there. Amen. The Bible said you have an unction of the Holy One. And you know all things. Everything you need to know. Jesus said, I'm, I'm leaving, but, but you're getting another comforter. He's going to lead you and guide you into all the truth. He's going to bring to your remembrance everything I've said to you. He's going to show you things to come. Where is he at, saints? Come on, help me out. Not out here. The spirit of the world is out here. The spirit of fear is out here. Darkness is out here. He's inside me. You are the temple of the living God and of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 14. In closing, I think. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. He said, if I pray in an unknown tongue, actually, uh, the word unknown is added by the translator. It just says tongue. Because the tongue or the language is known to somebody. (laughs) Just not to the speaker. Remember he talked about speaking with the tongues of men and of angels. That meant some men somewhere understand that tongue. And if nobody on the planet understands that tongue, doesn't mean nobody understands it. Angels understand some of these languages. And another thing is, how would you be qualified to listen and decide whether that's a language or not? How much do you know about angelic languages? It's not up there. <laughs> so you're unqualified to decide whether it sounds like a language or not. If I pray in a tongue, it is unknown to the speaker. What's going on? My spirit prays. Some say, well, it's the Holy Ghost praying. No, it's not. It's not what the Bible says. I know people have assumed that. It's the Holy Spirit giving utterance, but it's your Spirit doing the praying and doing the speaking. You say, well, the same thing. Well, is your Spirit the Holy Spirit? Well, then, not the same thing. You're not the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is in you. You are a Spirit. How many believe the Bible? When you're speaking in another tongue, what part of you is praying? Somebody say, my spirit. My spirit is praying. But what? But my understanding is unfruitful. Here's one of the reasons the devil has fought speaking with tongues so hard. Because in a moment, you can distinguish between your understanding and your spirit. In a moment, you can uh, you can be focused on the inside instead of the outside by praying in another tongue. And the devil does not want that. He wants you focused on the outside only, out here where he's the God of this world, focused on something that's wrong. People say, well, that's you know, speaking in tongues, that's, that's not for everybody. It is for every child of God, every Christian, everybody. Well, are you saved without speaking in tongues? Yeah, you, you got to be saved to be a candidate to receive. And the same spirit you're born again of fills you. And it's up to you and I whether we yield. He won't make you, but if you learn how to yield... Remember James said the tongue is like the rudder on the ship. It's like the reins on the horse. We might say today it's like the steering wheel of your life. And yielding your tongue to the Holy Spirit is one of the biggest things in your life. It's a giant step toward yielding your whole life directionally to Him. And uh, what's going on? When you're praying in of the tongues. Praying in the spirit. Back up to verse 2. Fourteen two. He that speaks in a tongue. Speaks not unto men. But unto God. For no man understands him. Howbeit in the spirit. He speaks. Mysteries. Verse 4. He that speaks in a tongue. Edifies himself. Builds himself up. He that prophesies edifies the church. I would that you all spoke with tongues. That's the whole church. Hmm? I would that you all. Now I know whole denominations have decided it's not for us today, or it's only for a few, you know, special folks. But uh, uh, you know, again and again, there are people who don't speak with tongues. You see what I'm saying? Well, you shouldn't say too much about something you don't know anything about. (laughs) I was a Christian for years who didn't speak with tongues and struggled through my wrong thinking about it. I've been a Christian for many more years who does speak with tongues on a regular basis. With is definitely better. (laughs) Hmm? And so having been in both places, I'm in a position to say... You know, about receiving, and I tell you absolutely, this is for every child of God. Amen. You may all speak with other tongues yes, a language that your mind does not understand. In fact, you need it. Oh, do you need it? Amen. And it is a, a spiritual way of building yourself up on your inside. Now, if this is new to you, don't don't get mad at me and, you know, don't take my word for it. We've got a lot of material on this. And other people do too. Put your, put your nose in the book. What do the scriptures say? Hmm? What does it say? It has to do with just receiving. And it's simple. It's simple. It's easy. You just ask the Father to fill you with the Spirit and then by faith speak. Takes faith. But when you do, he'll give you utterance. But can you say, why am I bringing this up? Because in the spirit, when you're speaking in other tongues, you're speaking mysteries. Mysteries to your head. How do you pray about something you don't know know about? You can't with your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. When I'm praying in the spirit, I'm praying out the mysteries I don't know. I can be looking for something in my spirit. While I'm praying in the spirit. That's what the Lord told me that day. Looking for the answer for the ministry. I couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Going through all those mental files. in my understanding. And concerning that specific thing. He said don't think. Or in other words don't just think about it. Pray. I knew what he meant. I sat up in the floor. And I started praying in the Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, help me to pray about this. And I started praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. Hmm? Somebody said, well, you you just have the gift. It's available to every believer. Every believer. Don't you believe anything else? Every believer. And again and again, whoever would tell you it's not for everybody, they don't speak in tongues themselves. And a lot of times what you're not up on, you're down on. And I already said for years, I didn't. I was a child of God. I was saved. But I just, I lacked understanding about it. And I I didn't yield. Yield means to act on the promptings and urgings of the Holy Spirit. But one of the big things in learning how to be led by the Spirit is identifying the Spirit. You might already say, Well, Brother Keith, okay, I I, I see it in the Word. I agree. God uses my spirit to illuminate me, communicate with me, lead me through my spirit. But how do I identify my spirit? How do I put my finger, so to speak, on where's my spirit? Where is it? This is one of the best ways I know how. Praying in the spirit. When you're praying in the spirit in other tongues it disconnects your understanding it takes it out of the loop so you know it's not that huh? and it's not coming from out here where is it coming from I've identified my spirit because it's my spirit that's praying come on did somebody get this or not It's my spirit that is doing the praying. Look at verse 14 again. Verse 14. If I pray, who's doing the praying? I am. If I pray in a tongue, you can also say language. My spirit is praying, but my understanding Huh? My head's doing this. <laughs> I got activity in my spirit and my head's going, what's going on? Huh? <laughs> Which is why you got to keep getting your mind and pull it back. If you're going to pray in the spirit for a while. Your understanding's your, your understanding's unfruitful. It's not, it's not coming out of my head. It's coming out of my spirit. And so your mind will want to wander off on this, wander off on that. You have to re- keep reaching it and getting it and bring it back. <laughs> You're 30 minutes into praying in the spirit and, and your mind says, I thought I saw some fried chicken <laughs> in, in the refrigerator. Can We, we could can go get... You say, shut up, shut up. Not now, not now. Get your mind, bring it back. Focus your mind. Come on, can you see that? Why? Because I got activity in my spirit but, but not my mind's not understanding it and I have to take my mind and do what with it? Focus. Focus. I can't, don't just let it wander all over the place. Focus. Somebody say focus, focus. What, what am I focusing on? I, I don't know exactly what I'm praying but I might have an idea about the direction I'm praying or about the subject I'm praying about Well, keep your mind on that. I started out this thing saying, Holy Spirit, help me to pray about a job. Help me to pray about income. Help me to pray about paying these bills and and dealing with these things. And then so I start praying in in the Spirit, praying in tongues. But don't just let your mind wonder and think about how big the bills are. What am I doing? I focus my mind on that area. My Spirit is making search While the the Holy Spirit's giving me utterance, I'm looking for answers about the job. I'm looking for answers about the income. I'm looking for answers. Even though my head doesn't know what to do, God already knows what to do. He's not trying to figure it out. And His Spirit's inside me, and He will show me. I'm looking. And when I'm praying in another language... My spirit is praying. My understanding is unfruitful. Verse 15. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. If you don't uh, pray with other tongues, you only pray with your understanding. That's all you can do and you will be severely limited. Hmm? so much you don't know so much that's not here but if I pray in the spirit I can pray about things I never thought about I can can pray with with spiritual utterance from the Holy Spirit praying out things that are a mystery to my head that I can find out mysteries uh, prayed out result in revelation revealed can you say amen? amen? Mysteries prayed out result in revelation, answers, direction, revealed. Doesn't all happen the same time you prayed necessarily? You might pray in the spirit for thirty minutes, hour about this whatever, and not know anything else in your head when you get done. But you got a sense in your spirit amen. that we we got this thing, yes. huh? We got this thing, and then two days later, you're driving down the road and you just know. You just see it. A week later, two weeks later, you just it just hits you. You come across the path of it, it finds you. and you go, "Oh, this is what I was praying about. This, this is it right? This is it. This is it, My spirit, but one of the clearest, excuse me, clearest ways. To distinguish between the outer man, the inner man, between the spirit and the understanding is praying in other tongues, singing in other tongues because you unhook from your head. (laughs) And it's coming straight out of your spirit and you know Now, don't just say, well, that's all the Holy Ghost. No, it's your spirit. It's your spirit. And if you, the more you yield to him, the more Holy Ghost it is. Helping your spirit and, and giving utterance to your spirit. But, oh, friend, you do this uh, on a regular basis. Paul said, I speak in tongues more than all of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Church at Corinth. And he was having to correct them for speaking in tongues at the wrong time. So he must have thought it was important and valuable. He said, you may all speak in other tongues. But while I'm doing this... I'm building myself up on my most holy faith. And anything you exercise, you become more aware of. It becomes stronger. It becomes more capable. And you become more and more aware of your own spirit. And that's what God uses to talk to you, to guide you, to lead you. Can you say amen? Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lift up your hands.